Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm Dave. I'm Sean. <laughs> and it's Friday. <laughs> They're ready to go. Everyone. They're ready to go. <laughs> Sean and Dave Palace from uh, Sean and Dave yes, Palace. Yes, we're married now. We did it. <laughs> 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 Uh, Sean and Dave, congratulations. And they are from Groundhog Minute and Die Hard Minute. And they have joined us all week. And so we're going to wrap up this week with minute number 70. This minute is the minute where uh, it begins with Ethan eyeballing his own sweat on his glasses (laughs) and ends with the rope grinding against the side of an air duct. You said this is minute 69 again? I don't see nothing wrong with a little sweat and grind. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sure if we read the book, it'll uh, be horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, when, when, on, on Ethan's glasses, what are those little dots at the bottom of the of the frame? Was that part of his camera? I'm sure those are sensors. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's just part. Because yeah. there is one on either side, like... I think it's just like the screw that. Keeps you know what? The- I bet it's a clip. I bet. I bet you those glasses. I used to have those. They're oh. Dwayne Wayne glasses. They hold sunglasses. Yeah, they've got the sunglass clip-ons. There you go. Oh. Those are the clips, which is a weird kind of visco glass to be wearing on a spy mission. But I guess having them be able to, you know, like double as sunglasses is probably a smart idea. Okay. Ethan's drop has dislodged some sweat from his brow, and he is. Uh, there's one drop running down his visco glasses, and another drop is slowly moving toward it. And it seems like everybody notices it. I, I I do have a problem. I don't understand quite how Luther can see the sweat on his glasses. Mm. I don't. I don't, we, we've talked about this before. Visco glasses are vaguely scientific in that they do have cameras in them, but I don't know where the camera is. I think they're in the bridge of the nose. They were at the beginning of the movie, but these glasses are much smaller. So I think. On the left side of his head is a flashlight and a camera okay. and a microphone. I think that Luther isn't worried so much about the sweat as he is about the the temperature and him being so close to the floor. We just cut it. They just cut it so that it looks like he's worried about the glasses. So we build up tension. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read from the book now because this is about sweat. And so I'm sure the book's going to be extremely appropriate about I'm it. I'm sure it will be. Let's see. Keeping Ethan steady was ripping Krieger's muscles to shred. It felt like someone was running a blowtorch up and down his arms and legs. The sweat fell off him in rivulets. Rivulets? Rivulets, nice, huh? yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Now we can keep going because this is all rat stuff. Luther's voice came over the system again. You've done it. Eject the disc. No, nope, that, that has nothing to do with it, so just keep going. All right, <laughs> so now we got we got Dunlow, and he's coming back from the bathroom. And uh, second, <laughs> oh my god, I don't see the bucket. Where's the bucket? I don't it's see not, it. Yeah, it's a nice close shot. We don't get to see the bucket. But does he like, have it? Uh, he's got it by his by his uh, hip, I think. Yeah, at second twelve, he does a lick the lips, man, to like really savor that flavor of uh, oh. bile. <laughs> oh, gross! I assume he got a nice mint while he was in there, or has mouthwash in there. Remember, he's here all the time, so I'm sure he has some sort of little toiletry bag. <laughs> Second 19, he gives like a, hey, it's okay, a little look to, I guess, a passing co-worker. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, that's not any better. So what, he, he like took something from a like public restroom and put it in his mouth? <laughs> like, that's not any better. That's like, where... oh, he's got a, he's got a bathroom mint. 
But it, this isn't really a public restroom. This is a CIA public restroom. I mean, not completely public, but it's not like a private residence. Other people are using this, and he's. Uh, but everything should be safe. It's the CIA. I mean, come on. I assume every mint from a restaurant has been inside of a bathroom at some point. <laughs> that is a this good is assumption to make. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't eat those <laughs> mints. No, don't, don't ever eat mints. You are not in direct control. <laughs> Especially not those ones that are rolled up in those like like sucrets, like old lady candy. <laughs> those ones where yeah. you like pull one out of the end of the roll and there's just another one behind <laughs> it. No, don't eat those. Yeah. So those I, I, I wonder about getting getting to the sweat. Couldn't Ethan just wipe it off the glasses? Did he have to wait for it to fall before? Yes, because the it? script said so. <laughs> yeah. At this point, he's dangling with his hands out, and if he puts his hand out, he'll. Touch the ground, but of course, mm. in a second, he's about to put his hand out. And, and phys- physically, it makes no sense how he's doing that. Right. None whatsoever. It's, it's funny that we were talking about the Titanic door yesterday, but in this one, this is this is the Titanic door for me. This yeah. is there's no way in the way this is shot, Ethan could put his hand underneath his own face. No. Two inches from the ground, and, and it looks like it's, catch. It looks like it's coming from in front of him, not behind him. Mm-hmm. And they've completely broken access here because I don't even know where we are anymore. Yeah, we, we're actually uh, on the other side of Ethan. This whole shot has been taken from Ethan's left. Yeah. And they turn the entire camera around. To his right. <laughs> this seems like a pickup. Yeah. And I guarantee that's not Ethan's hand. No. That's not Tom Cruise's hand. No? So, no. There's no way. Why wouldn't they show it? And even the room looks completely differently lit, like it's dark. It's uh, it's really dark. Yeah. This yeah. this feels like they did something oh. earlier that wasn't good enough. Oh and yeah. They put, uh, I see what it is. It's the slow motion camera. So they they've dropped the frame oh, rate. So the frame yeah, rate they had a, makes it darker. So yeah, that's why. Yeah. They had a different camera, it, so it's probably the same room. But I I don't think that's Ethan's hand. No, it's second unit. It's a second unit shot. Obviously, they probably brought in somebody like Michael Bay to shoot it. Because that's what he used to do in the nineties. Well, uh, stunt hand work. No, no, no. Like, like he would, like in what's it called? That movie, Indecent Proposal. He shot all the second unit dice work that was really close up. Mm. That's what Michael Bay used to do. But at this point, he was making movies too, so it was probably somebody like him. If only there was some way to find that out. Mm. Oh well. Oh well. I, there's no internet. But I, I think you're right. It, it, not in ninety six. It does not look like Tom Cruise's hand. Nope. Because you look. No, it's too big. It's too big. Too big. Exactly. <laughs> Should be a child's well, hand. That drop should be like a giant, massive. No, no, drop. no. If this gets out to Tom Cruise and he wants to come on the show and tell us that that was his hand, I'm all for that. All right. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you stop these naysayers from saying that's not your hand? Yeah, Tom. Come on, Tom. Our show. Did you hear what these guys are saying about you? Come mm-hmm. on the show, set them straight. Tom, did you hear what Dave said I'm about your hand? I'm quite patient. No, I don't. Dave <laughs> said your hands are smaller than the president's. Oh, I mean, seriously. <gasps> oh man, I'm so. Uh, I'm going to be on a ship in the middle of the Pacific any moment now. <laughs> and you won't know if it's the president or the Scientologist. Yeah. Like, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, so I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask about the door code. Have you guys brought the door code up earlier? Speaking of hands, yes. Let's yes, talk let's about talk about, about that. Yes. Yeah. So the other symbols is a target, a triangle, uh, infinity... Yes. Uh, I'm guessing the Omega symbol and what's the E one? Is there- That's Sigma. Uh, sum. Sum. Yeah. Epsilon. That's sum from like uh, 
when you when you're doing an Excel spreadsheet. Okay. Yeah. You've got. But yeah, we talked about this earlier. The there's some great symbols on there. So if you want to get super confused, it's just digits. There's no alpha. It's not alphanumeric. It's just numeric. It's numeric and then crazy hieroglyphics. Yeah. If you need to do your calculus, <laughs> infinity, <homework>. omega. <laughs> What was my number? Was it two four bird E? I always forget. Yeah. What? Yeah. What symbol is the one next to the circle? Like it's a target. Like what is that? Like what is? I think that's that the sun. Is that Sol? Is that the the symbol for the sun? <laughs> like I half expect to be oh, like, like the actual you know, a, yeah. a guy with a coyote head, like a you know <laughs> a guy walking like an Egyptian, you know. A little chicken. Yeah, that's that's how you remember. I'm chicken coyote head. <laughs> Two, three, seven, delta. Yeah. So like little stick figures, you know. I'm headphones, triangle, nine, six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's an omega. It looks like headphones to me. That's how that's I remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, William Dunlow is going to get everything he deserves here in a few minutes. Well, and there's there, there's there's issues. Well, we can go back. First of all, there, there are... I didn't mention at the time. It did seem like his password was short. And even yeah. if you're, and that's the number one thing to, for a good, complex, hard to, to break password is length. And it, you know, it's good to have lowercase and uppercase letters and numbers and symbols and all that. But you really want to go long and, and they didn't. And the, I'm okay with, I'm okay with that though on this. Yeah. But then, and then the, the code. It's it's you see, we see him hitting seven eight nine, and that's another thing like consecutive <laughs> digits. That's like another no no. Yeah, he. I don't mind it being simple because he also has to go in and do a retina display yeah. and a voice activation, and then a double card with the woman that's sitting there ticked off that he's come <laughs> in for the fourth time. Right. So it really must be his wife. <laughs> well, we we decided, yeah, we decided in earlier minutes, that's Mrs. Dunlop. <laughs> <laughs> honey, go, honey, go home. That's their apartment. Oh my God. <laughs> they live, they live right there. All those panels on the walls are, uh, hideaway beds. Murphy, <laughs> beds. Murphy beds. Well, maybe the code, maybe they say anything, maybe that, that code on the outside changes a lot. So, it's not super complex because it changes like very daily. That makes there sense. There you go. I like that. Sure. That's a good enough reason. So he's got to he's got to memorize a new code every day. Right. Yeah, and it's the it's like the code from uh from uh, Ocean's 11. Yep. Every day he gets a new bank vault code. He only needs to know it for that day. I can live with that. Yep. And, and probably hypothetically good. he only needs to do it once cuz he probably like on a normal day Puts the thing in, retinal scans, goes to that terminal, and probably sits there for like an hour or two, and then he's probably done. And we move past William Donlow. We've got three things going on at once. William Donlow's coming back in the room. Krieger has started pulling Ethan back up. And as he's pulling him back up, he's starting to make noise because that crappy pulley came off when he tried to throttle that rat. Mm. <laughs> and three... The uh, temperature is also going up, so it's at seventy-two point eight. So right now, everything, every uh, every indicator of this scene is now ratcheted up. Definitely going crazy. Did what do they? Yeah, what do they say? Is it just one degree above? Like what's the uh... one degree? Yes. Oh my goodness. So he they have all the tenths. Oh, they, they're good on tenths, but yeah. Oh goodness, Dave's getting nervous. Oh no. Yeah, they're at, they're up to seventy-two point eight, seventy-two point nine. Yeah, so they're right there. Temperature is so hard to like try to voluntarily fluctuate <laughs> especially in a room that size if it's cooled specifically i don't think a human being would change that temperature in that room yeah 
I, I think the yeah the fact that there's no they cut the air conditioning to get up there probably is you keep saying they cut the air conditioning did they not? at no point do they not they, they just climb an event oh. they don't turn it off Shoot, I guess I always thought like in that vent where they almost stabbed the guy they were playing with the, uh, the ventilation but I guess you're right they, well that's a that's a room that's just a room oh, okay they're not in the vent yeah there's not a guy in the vent they stab it's okay you just, it, it's a common yeah he they go up into the vent yeah. They could have turned it off, but if they turned it off, it would have already set off the alarm. No, you're right, yeah. And there's lots of fans in the vent moving around still, so. Because, I, again, I don't think this is kept cool by forced air. I think it is kept cool by some sort of ambient temperature. Mm. Because you can't have a fan blowing air into this room because the fan would knock off the sound sensor. Yeah. Everything that they've created and put in front of us in this scene would cause the alarm to go off. Yeah. And they have... Lots of different things that can do that. <laughs> the fact that when you can put in a disc, putting in a disc should be super loud because if you put in a disc and it makes any noise or how about putting a sensor on the disc or on the computer Yeah, that when it's in lockdown, the computer can't turn on. Yeah, that's that's one of those <laughs> obvious ones. It's like, why is that? Yeah, the computer even able to be accessed when, uh, yeah, when no one's in the room. You have a giant two foot by one foot sign that says countermeasures on and countermeasures off. But you don't think that when they're on just to have the computer literally have some sort of, um, shutdown device. Yeah. Or it just shuts the power. off. Yeah. The fact that there's like at least 10 locks on the computer that you can't even get to the hard drive. There's like, like 10 physical, uh, vending machine, like locks on it. While this is happening, Luther is so, uh, so focused, he doesn't notice that Dunlow is now in the outer room. So we're now at go time. Yeah. Ethan has to get out of that room immediately. Mm-hmm. And as he's being pulled up, you can hear the grinding. And the, and the number indicator is going up. Number indicator is up to th- four bars in yellow. So they're only one bar away from the decibel meter going off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's so much tension. tension. And then the minute ends. <gasps> and then the minute ends. So you guys will not get to see what happens. No! Ethan may never make it out of oh, here. No. Or he may sweat all over the floor. Oh, oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bigger guy and I've, 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 I've sweat every once in a while. It's not like you get one drop of sweat. No. It's, no. Yeah. I just think that the next uh, minute yeah, is, that's... is done walking back in and then he just slips on the, the puddle of sweat <laughs> and just dumps the bucket on him. <laughs> he just ends up with a bucket on his well, head. Oh, he, <laughs> Thank goodness, because then he won't see Ethan flying back up through the grate in the top. Yep. Otherwise, he'd be looking straight at him. I'd be okay with that, too. I'd be okay with a cocky little little uh, hand wave. Yeah, kind of like a double gun. Like, you know, have him look up and then him just like. <laughs> the, uh, you know, uh, Ethan Maverick from the beginning of the movie probably would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. Luckily, uh, Tom Cruise has actually become more Ethan as this movie's gone on. Yes. So, Left the Maverick behind. So, no, so, so nothing for him. There's, so there's been no soundtrack for the past five minutes. Mm. Nope. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. In, in a blockbuster movie. Wow. It's a gutsy move in 1996. They weren't really doing that. This whole scene uh, really breaks a lot of a lot of ground. I mean, it, it, you know it is because one, it's meme-worthy. Yep. Two, it's this shot is iconic. Three, everyone started uh, repeating these kind of things. These are the kind of things we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. This shot is one of those shots that has influenced spy movies for the past 10, 15 years. Definitely. Only in the past five years have they changed again into this new team-based scenario in these movies. Yeah. 
it's gone moved away from giant stars being the uh the focal point yeah the the uh the era of the big hollywood star is really over i think so where they where they pull in the movie i don't go see a mission impossible movie because tom cruise is in it anymore and that's why you saw the first two yeah mm-hmm. i now go because i'm like oh simon pegg's gonna be in it oh this time we got henry cavill great uh, this time all the oh, women look, from the last couple of movies are in it you know they're, yeah they're bringing back everybody from the other movies oh awesome oh luther's in it again okay that's cool He's been in it before, but I'm still happy with it. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think as we're, as we're closing out this week, it's a good thing to ask you guys, you know, you know, when these movies, if you have seen them and I won't put you on the spot, if you have not <laughs> or don't remember seeing them or have for, for Dave, I, you had talked about before how this movie affected you when you were a kid and how much you liked mm-hmm. it. Uh, um, are there, Sean, are there any other series that have affected uh, you, like spy movies that you think are fantastic or have the longevity and and, and you know have aged well? No, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not, well. not like this series has, and not like this movie. Ask the answers. Has. Move on to date. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just say because I, I at one point uh, a few years ago. My my wife and I we were talking about um uh about James Bond. I mean, talking about kind of spy movies. That's kind of like the, the the granddaddy of them all. And if you're talking about series in terms of longevity and the, and the number of movies, um, we were kind of talking about like, oh, have you seen this one or that one or who's your favorite Bond? And, and we decided to go through and watch them all in release order, starting from Dr. No. And I, I don't think we made it. I don't think we actually watched them all that had been released at the time, but we made it to like Timothy Dalton. I mean, we watched a lot of them. And they're aged. I mean, I'll leave it up. It's personal preference whether you think they've aged well or not. Sure. But they they have aged. Even the more recent ones, even the ones from the 90s, I think, show show their age. And I think that's common. And I'm just using James Bond as an example. I'm not picking on him particularly. Um, I don't think this movie has. I I, I mentioned that in, in contrast. That other other than kind of a, a stylistic difference in terms of now it's more team based and ensemble cast and you're not necessarily going to focus on a single character if you made this movie today the way they did then or but but other than that I think I I don't feel like this movie kind of shows its age as much as 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 some of the other things and it's hard when you're talking about. The, the technology, we, we, we've, we've talked a lot about technology um, this week, and, and I'm you guys have in, in general. Like, just these kind of movies and the, the spy tech and the gadgets and everything else are a big part of this genre. And it's hard because it's, it, you know, it's always a little futuristic that these guys are, you know, they're the spies, they got the agencies and the government and everything. So their tech's a little bit ahead of what the general public has at the moment. But the way, particularly digital technology and communications and things have changed, what was ahead even just a few years ago now is so far behind that it's hard to, it's hard not to be dated unless you're doing a period piece. I think they focused more on that in later Mm -hmm. movies. I think they figured out that that was a pitfall because in this movie, it's all about the tech and that's what the TV show was about. Right. But in this movie, it dates it automatically. Whereas nowadays, um, like on, in five, they use tech that we use every day. A lot of computers. There are a few, you know, they didn't even use a mask 
you know, mm-hmm. they jokingly don't use a mask and, and all the tech there, there may be some high tech stuff that is beyond us right now, but they don't focus on it. Yeah. This movie focuses on it. And I think the James Bond movies focused on tech because they were all about the gadgets that Q gave you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like watches, half the watch things, you know, just you're like, well, my iPhone does that. They use the mask you know? in the fifth one. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the end to fix the, the trick, the prime minister. That's right. The, they, they, they do the mask as the British intelligence guy. Because then yeah. when he oh, answers, yes. they're like, you're That's right, already they do. in with the Prime Minister. But that mask now is so, like, we're so used to that tech yes. in uh, Mission Impossible that we're, we, don't even, we don't even think about it as, That's, you can't make yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah true. I, I think this movie is, you know, aged well a lot better than, than, you know, contemporary action films, other action films released around the same time. And I think, you know, part of it is... Um, Kind of the forward thing, and, and part of it is the things like the decision to go silent and, 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 and like that and just kind of let the, let the visual carry itself. Yeah. I yeah. think we get this because it is De Palma at the helm. I don't think another director would have had the oh. gumption or the yeah. clout. I think once the, uh, probably De Palma or, uh, Tom Cruise probably talked about this together. You know, and we're like, this is what we want to do. Let's do it all completely quiet and quiet. Yeah, and, and also it's not just all of those things. It's also yeah. having the expertise to pull it off because a lot of directors can can try to do this, mm-hmm. but it, it comes off very false. Yeah, like the te- the tension in this, we know it's you know all made up and no one's really tense. But he does, you know, De Palma does create tension with this scene. Oh yeah, very well. The first time you saw it, you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, how are they going to get out of yeah. here? Exactly, which is yeah, which is it's, it's hard for any filmmaker, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially somebody like him because he made his name in in sort of thrillers and tension based films. Even the films that aren't thrillers or, or psychological, you know, dramas. I mean, even The Untouchables has that Odessa staircase sequence that is just so tension filled that it's you know unlike anything you know you've seen since. The original Odessa staircase sequence. So you know, it's, well, he's it's, really good at those kind of scenes. He he yeah. he's an excellent uh, viewer of the small moments and those small moments. And I mean, this is only a, a supposed to be. It's supposed to be four minutes. It's on the clock. It's ten minutes. But yeah. you know, this is a very small part of this movie. But it, yeah. it's now the most important part of this movie, even to this day, twenty years yeah, later. It's the centerpiece of this movie, yep. you know. And I mean, you think about it, you know. A movie, we're watching this almost 20 years, 22 years out from its release. And if we looked at a movie, you know, from the same time period now that isn't this film, it's harder to, to see it as classic unless it's something that classically made at least. And if we looked at Bond film from 20 years earlier from this release date of this film, so you're talking a movie that was released in the 70s, um, like 76, 75, so you're talking like Spy Who Loved Me or Man with the Golden Gun, those films did not hold up. <laughs> I mean, Spy Who Loved Me died, but <laughs> Man with the Golden Gun certainly didn't hold up in the 90s mm-hmm. like this holds up now, yep. you know? Yep. Agreed. So. And that's what I love about these movies is that they've moved forward and found that they, they had problems in these earlier movies and they've addressed them. Ha- yeah. Are the women uh, at the exact same level as the men? No. That needs to keep happening. Yeah. But the more yep. and more it happens, I think we all become much more used to the way the spy movie unfolds and you're not having a damsel in distress. 
it's more no. fun to have competent men and women working together. Well, I, I saw that Michelle Monaghan is credited in the new one, which is nicknamed Gemini. That's probably like a, a, a filming nickname, they call it, in my six Gemini. But uh-huh. um, I think uh, the, the few promo shots I saw of her, I think she's going to be more than just like his his wife. I think they're going to try either... I'm not saying he's going to recruit her into the Mission Impossible force, but they're probably going to put her more in the movie than just like the romantic interest that he had. In I agree. Yeah. Like, I, agree. I don't think they're bringing her in for her just to be like, just be pretty and smile. So no, I, I think that, I think that hopefully that, that kind of writing's over because that yeah. that's in, that's this movie. This movie is not great to women. And their characters, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, like that doesn't treat them badly, but it just doesn't do anything for them. Well, yeah, because I mean, in Rogue Nation, uh, Simon Pegg was the damsel in distress at the <laughs> yeah. end. What, what yeah. was, um, what was, by the way, what was Michelle Monaghan's like job job in the MI3? Do we ever see? She's she a, was nurse. a nurse. Oh, a nurse. okay. Okay. Because one of the promo shots has her wearing like a white vest. Like some Wait, kind, I wish she a doctor. Like a, yeah, she, like a, like a, like. She was, because. She was she was a medical maybe not student I, she may have been because I think at the end of um at the end of uh, Ghost, Protocol. Ghost Protocol she's wearing scrubs and a white coat. All right, so she's definitely yeah. doctor level at this point by yeah. now. Sorry, yeah. so she wasn't a nurse. So yeah, maybe no. oh. she was she was becoming yeah, a doctor. Maybe she's yeah, like so. doing some kind of like what's it called, Doctors Without Borders or something, and maybe that's why like she's in the movie. <laughs> and they accidentally meet up. <laughs> that would be interesting though, like. Why are you in Sri Lanka? Yeah. Why are you in Sri Lanka? That, I'm, hey, let's just yeah. let's just pocket that in case it happens. Because I said, like, one of the promo shots is like Angela Bassett, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kins, whatever. The, the, there's a blonde lady who I don't know her from any movies, and then Michelle Monaghan, and she's wearing what looks to be like a yeah, like a um, like a like a like a like a UN vest, or it's like blue with white, and it has the medical symbol on it. So mm-hmm. she, I, that's why I think maybe she's doing some kind of Doctors Without Borders in Europe. And uh, I mean, that's how, how they'll work her in a plot outside of just being like the romantic interest. You know, I'm not sure. That's Vanessa Kir- That's Vanessa Kirby. Kirby she's on the crown. Me. She's on the crown. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I'm super interested in this. And th- again, we're, t- we're going to be 20, uh, close to 25 years from the first one. And I'm still interested in these movies. And they haven't had a car drive out three windows <laughs> Uh, in a in a building, <laughs> or they haven't had the movie where they like go to space and drive somehow drive cars. I mean, yeah. this is. Uh, by the way, I love the Fast and Furious movies, yeah. but I'm just saying they have to keep ramping it up with ridiculousness. <laughs> whereas these movies actually are coming up with better teams, and I think it's getting closer. I know the original cast did not enjoy this movie and the way that they portray everyone and Jim Phelps. I think that the original cast would like these new movies more. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah. are a team and they are all, they are, <laughs> they're family. <laughs> they're all, you know, they're, they're important to each other. Whereas at this movie, there's, I mean, we literally add two characters halfway through the movie. So it, you know, it definitely has a different feel. Mm-hmm. Well, we've really talked a lot about this minute. We got deep there for at the end. Yeah. Yeah. This was a, this is a great place to end this. So we can do our tech of the week. So, uh, Dave, I'm gonna start with you. Tech of the I, week. Uh, I'm gonna say my yeah, my tech of the week is that sweat some sweat catching gloves. Sweat catching gloves. Because like I hope like is it even if he catches the sweat on his gloves, if those gloves are super, still gotta wipe it on his pants or something. Yeah, it's like he's gotta wipe it on a cloth or else it's gonna just slip off his fingertips. So 
What about you, Sean? You know, Dave, I if you're not going to take this serious, I don't know I'm why sorry. you even bother. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. No, my Tom, my, Tom, come on this show and listen to what Dave is saying about your gloves and your yeah. tiny little hands. No, no. <laughs> exactly. Now, s- s- stand back and listen how it's done. Okay. The tech of the week is the rat strangling gloves. <laughs> Those are the real gloves of the Those- week. They strangle that rat. You need you need two hand, gloved hands to kill a rat. You only need one hand to catch a sweat glove. So, you know. Hey, what's the sound of one one hand killing a rat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more of a. <laughs> it's kind of a. All right. Well, I'll go next. At second twenty four, you can see it. My tech of the week is the gloves that grab the rope again. <laughs> It's gloves that know their job and do it. <laughs> Tech of the week. Tech of the those week. gloves. Gr- grabbing the grabbing the uh, grab, grab rope. Rope grabbing gloves. Rope grabbing gloves. Rope grabbing grab. Chris? <laughs> well, my tech of the weeks are the gloves that magically are anti-gravity gloves. They keep him from hitting the ground. So he's constantly floating them around like Iron Man oh, over in front of him. They're repulsor so he can, gloves. Wow. Repulsor gloves, yes. That's how he's staying up. I mean, there's no other no other way. Okay. It's got to be the gloves. Like it's got to be, right. the, gloves, be the gloves, guys. Yep. All right. I cannot believe Luther was not wearing gloves during this scene. Like he is just well, like this. We don't know. We haven't seen his we hands. Yeah. No, we see his hands when he when he breathes into him like waiting. Oh he yeah, the, he's oh, like right. Yeah, yeah. right. It's like Luther, get with the program, get some gloves. Where's your hacky gloves, man? Uh Luther's wearing gloves that just happen to have fingernails. <laughs> oh my god. What what <laughs> Yeah, he he has the IMF masks technology of gloves. He's wearing slim, good body gloves. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, Luther's Luther's glove games on a whole new level. All right, well, now now I'm wondering if 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 Claire is wearing gloves. Yeah, we don't know. Let's assume when she's she sitting is. in the room, twiddling her thumbs, waiting for them to come back. Let's wrap this week up. By talking about your guys' podcast. You guys have Groundhog Minute. Sean, why don't you to explain a little more about it? <laughs> yeah. So we do, uh, Dave and I, we do what you guys do for Mission Impossible, except we're doing it for the movie Groundhog Day. And we talk about that one minute at a time. The same minute over and over again? Or <laughs> concurrent minutes? Yeah. It's, it's just, we're just doing one show. We're just going to... St- post the same episode over and over again oh that's gonna be so easy that's like a dream for a it's, minute by minute it's my podcast dream podcast here. it really is yeah oh it really is that sounds great just every once in a while you can have dave like just throw some random in there <sighs> you're like catch that kid just run run through and run out uh is there anything else you wanted to promote sean well yeah i mean i, I do have a couple other things i've got uh something that i finished up last summer well, don't be shy uh which was spinal tap minute that I did with a great co-host, Heidi Bennett. And that's it. Yeah, guest from last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's from uh, SpinalTapMinute.com. So you can check that out. All those episodes are up there. And, and that was fun. And then I've also got my weekly show, which is Five Minutes of Mime. And it's once a week. And it's only five minutes. So check it out. So it's like the opposite of this episode. Yes. It's really short <laughs> and concise. Really short and concise. It gets to the point. And there's, um, well, sometimes there are gloves. Oh, ooh, mine. <laughs> Dave, what about you? Uh, yeah, you can find me over at Five Minutes of Mystery, where uh, I'm talking crazy stuff about uh, about Mystery Man. We're talking All Star, Smash Mouth. 
We're having a lot of fun. Sounds like you're trying to talk yourself in. <laughs> we're, uh, we're having yeah, a lot of exactly. fun over there, guys. We're, it's a lot of fun. Guys, oh, uh, it's, it's, gonna, it's great. I, it's, uh, yeah, come listen. It's so much fun. I'm, I'm just so tired right I'm now. I'm loving every minute of it. Please kill me. Well, we, should, we, we, we should specify. So for the, the five minutes of mystery, it's the, the number five, like the numeral five minutes yeah. of mystery. Yeah, you do a five-minute podcast on mine. Yeah. He does a five-minute increment of a movie. Yes. Of a movie, right? Yeah, so then, those episodes are longer than five minutes. Yeah, yes, right. It, like, see, so he <laughs> he's talking about five minutes of a movie. I'm talking. I have a podcast that's five minutes, and it's spelled out F I V E. Five minutes of mine. Gotcha. So they're they're completely different, gotcha. but they're both five minutes. Dave, don't be a dummy. Let us explain how your podcast. Works. Look, your podcast <laughs> you is five minutes. Explain me right now. <laughs> your your podcast is five minutes, whereas Sean's to, podcast is five podcast? minutes. <laughs> well, die really hard you guys being on uh, god shut up i'm trying to wrap this up so we can all go to bed well great guys i really appreciate you being on this week we've had a really fun time talking about everything that we've talked about it's been a lot gloves lots of gloves, lots of gloves. glove love you can email us at mission impossible at gmail.com mission impossible oh my god i'm losing it it's getting late for john too yeah if you'd like to if you like john if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at minuteimpossible at gmail.com. You can talk to us on Twitter at minimpossible, M-I-N impossible, and on our Facebook group, which is the Impossible Minute Force. Until next week, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I've been Sean. And I've been Dave. I've been the glove that catches the rope. I've been the rat that got strangled. I've been the glove that strangled the rat. I'm your sweat-catching gloves. This glove was self destructive